our theme this week is you will make it. It's a life, it's the life hack of this part three. We're doing a series on the necessity, the vital necessity to grow in prayer as life becomes increasingly challenged for followers of Christ. If we know how to really pray, we will make it through any storm that comes our way. And this is part of our church culture. We are a house of prayer for all nations. When I stood there and prayed for Ashkan, he came and gave his life to Jesus Christ. Because our house is a house of prayer for all nations. Bishop John Charles says this, Trials are intended to make us think, to wean us from the world, to send us to the Bible, to drive us to our knees. Let your trials drive you to your knees. I've asked, um, I've asked the Luminae and Augustine to, uh, I spoke to them last week. They had uh, some amazing testimonies about prayer and how God has, God answered their prayers. So I've asked them to prepare themselves this morning just to give a bit of a testimony of what uh, God has done in their life through prayer. So I'm just going to invite uh, the Luminae up. Can we give them a hand, please? Hello, all. Um, a great morning to you. And uh, thanks to give, uh, thanks for me to have an opportunity to talk about the God because it's been, it's just the first time I've never been to talk about like this. And uh, I, I may be wrong at some time. Please excuse me for all that. And I'm Siri from India. I was from Hindu community. And I came with all the hopes to New Zealand all the way to give a better life and opportunity to my daughter. And it's four months now, and the, just two months left until I get, I have, to, I need to leave this, I must leave the country unless I get a paid employment that supports my visa, work visa. This causes me a lot of worries, frustration and fear and helplessness. And I felt like all my hopes are gone. In search for help, I somehow able to get into the volunteer work at Gracedale, where I've met my friend. I felt connected with her. That was uh, able to share all my burdens and fear, tears. And that was the, those moments I was introduced to Lord Jesus, affirming to me that Jesus is the only God who answers the prayers. We prayed together for my needs after the work and over the phone. I was also encouraged by my friend, the worry doesn't help you. It only makes you sick. Pray, 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 and trust in Lord. This came, the call came to me to come over to, uh, to an interview the next, uh, right the next day. What my friend said was right, I realized that, and... The mighty God hears and answers the prayers. That was she always speak, uh, speaks to me in that way. The interview was successful, but I'm still waiting for the answer from my from the employer. I was invited to the church last Sunday. I had been given a warm welcome and met many friendly people, and I felt accepted. 
I gave my heart to the Lord Jesus and invited him in my heart as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you. I noticed that the darkness, the darkness around surrounded me vanished the of the light of Jesus. I could see the ray of hope. And when I accepted Lord Jesus in front of everyone to let you all know the presence of God and Almighty and all his mighty power works for us. Make a way when there is no way. Lord Jesus is definitely a miracle working God. The another miracle happened again to me on the last, same week. I got a call that I got the job, which I was not expected. <laughs> me and my friend, we stopped all the excitement to give a thanks to Lord Jesus for what he ha has done for me. I now have a joy of talking about my Jesus, and I want to let you all know about Jesus. When we accept him truly within the heart, Yes, our God definitely hears and answers the prayer. He will stand for us and fight for us, and he will ever, never let you uh, let us down. To Jesus be all the glory. Amen. Thank you. I want to share a short testimony of what's been happening um, at my workplace. Uh, where God placed me to work. Uh, we've got a resident. He was a, he's a professor. Um, he, um, he was a teacher at um, Auckland University. But he's agnostic. So he's been there with our home for like four years. Uh, many times I had the opportunity to speak to him about Jesus. Um, his answer was, well, good for you. <laughs> That's all he said. So, and my Samoa blood was like, I wish I have a wooden stick. <clears throat> yeah, but, you know, I have to be patient, be nice. I'm the Jesus he can see. So, anyhow, long story, cut long story short. It's a lot of prayers. A lot of prayers, because I come to realize if they don't have Jesus, that's it. That's it. And I also come to realize they have to write their names in the Lamb's Book of Life. Because that's what the Bible says. So make it my prayer every day. I fight for their souls. Yesterday, I was met to meet with Siri about her testimony. Every word she speaks to today is from her heart. And um, so we met, but on the way to work, the Holy Spirit prompted me, and he said to me, go back to work. So I went back to work, and he gave me the name. Go to room five. Go and see Manfred. His name is Manfred. I went in and saw him, and I sat down and shared with him the gospel again, the same message. Do you know what? He was ready. His heart was ready to receive Jesus. And what a miracle. What a miracle. And uh, so I led him to the prayer and the way he was praying and the, the presence of God in the room. It was so amazing. 
tears in his eyes. And I was like, whoo, thank you, Jesus. So moral of my story is pray. Pray, pray, don't give up. We have the nations. We have our families. If nobody fights for our families, who will? And that's why we're here. On the time, in God's timing, he will bring our families to his kingdom because we pray. So don't give up. Don't give up. Hold on. Hang on. Because they are coming to the kingdom of God. So I hope it will bless you and uh, open our eyes because the harvest is ready. All right? Open your eyes and be sensitive to the Holy Spirit because he's going to tell you, go here, go there, do that. So thank you, Church Unlimited City Campus. I love you. I love you. This is the best church in New Zealand. Okay, God bless you. Awesome. Wow, that's amazing. Um, we've got one more. Augustine, come here, please. Hi. Uh, I'll just make this quick. Uh, I was looking for a place to rent, and on the 19th of June, uh, my agent asked me, they sent me an email saying that I need to leave on the 7th, vacate on the 7th of uh, July. So I took a uh, week's leave and nothing happened. And on the second week, uh, I got a place in the same building, the same floor, and I thought, thank you, Jesus. And three days later, the agent called me and said it was given to somebody else. And it was horrible. And that week, Pastor Julian talked about audacious, audacious prayers. And I, he prayed for me. And I thought I was numb at that point of time because I was going through a really hard time. And I prayed to Jesus and I said, don't take me to the edge of the cliff because that's really scary. The only thing you can see is a fall. And then uh, the second week went. I saw many places. Some of them were great. And then I reached the third week. And rents have gone up by 20%, 25%. And every place you go and see, uh, there are about 15 people looking at the same place at one time. So there are several batches. You might be, I might be one in 60. And I was really nervous, and uh, my managers were very, very kind to me. And on the 3rd, it was on the 3rd, and I had to leave on the 7th. And what happened was uh, on the 4th, I got up in the morning and prayed, and I said, God, by 10 o'clock, give me a yes or a no. And then I got nothing. And at 11, I called the movers. And I said, uh, come in tomorrow. They said, where? And I gave them my address. And I said, they said, where to? And I said, I don't know. <laughs> and, uh, it was all, and I said, somewhere in the central region. And 12 o'clock, the agent calls me and says, uh, one of the agents called me and said, I got the place. Now, what I want to say is, it was the best apartment I, I was hoping for. And, you know, sometimes when you pray and your expectations is there, and when God reaches and gives you that much, it blows you away. And uh, I just thought, God tested me on my faith when I reached that point. 
Because when you reach the edge of the cliff, the only thing God can do is a miracle. Otherwise, it, it could be anyone who did it, who helped you. So I hope I don't have to go to the edge of the cliff again. <laughs> but I know I'll be there soon. <laughs> but God's great and he's so faithful. Amen. Thank you. Awesome. And look, if you have a prayer, a testimony, a, a, a testimony of God breaking through in prayer, Pastor Jules and Katie will love to hear that. Bring them to the desk or bring them into um, one of our church leaders. That was good. Look, I'm just going to jump straight to the, to the, um, the key, our key, um, like our key points. Um, yeah, are we good back there? Can we give the uh, sound desk a hand? Because they do a lot of work as well. So, I mean, that was amazing. Hearing testimonies like that is just so amazing. Okay, number one. Prayers are instantly noticed in heaven. The moment Saul began to pray, Lord, the Lord heard him. Have you ever thought about that? The moment you pray, God hears you. You see, we don't have dollar internet that dial-up internet mentality that we used to have. We remember that where we would have to wait for the connection. But God is not like that. You can connect with God anytime, any place, anywhere. The application is that you can pray in your car when you're traveling to wherever it is that you're going. You can pray to school. You can pray to work. You can pray. You don't need to wait for the perfect time to pray. God will instantly hear your prayers. I remember, I remember a time, um, myself, me and my brother James, we, um, we were new Christians. I was, I gave my, my heart to the Lord when I was at Odu College, and, uh, we went to a church in Papatoi, and, uh, it was, uh, Samoan AOG Church, Emanuelu, and we were, you know, we were just new there. We met people. Uh, I remember we went to a youth group, and on our way home, we decided, we decided actually to walk home, was Papatoi, was Otara, was the next suburb over, and that's where we stayed. So me and my brother James and a couple of our, of our friends decided to walk home. Uh, we were excited, you know, we just had youth group, we were, we were pumped, a lot of energy, you know, at times we ran, we walked, but we came across a, um, a crash scene, right, and um, we were one of the first people on the, on the scene, and um, I remember without thinking, without thinking, I ran up to the, one of the cars and I stuck my head in the window. And, uh, you know, there was an, a guy there, an Indian guy there. And he, he looked like he was in pain. But, you know, like I was young, I didn't know what was going on. But I remember saying, do you know Jesus? And I remember him going, he didn't say a word. He just nodded his, oh, no, he went, he didn't nodded his head that way. And I said, well, do you want to, do you want Jesus in your life? And I remember him going like this. So I prayed. I prayed. I said, Jesus, come into this young man's life in the name of Jesus, this, this, and that. And then I left, you know, left him where he was at. I'm pretty sure, you know, he was well looked after. But the point is this. Can you remember the first time you came to Christ? Can you remember that fire that you had when you came to Jesus Christ? You remember the zeal you had when you came to Jesus Christ, praying in your bedroom and not caring what people thought about you? Praying in your, praying in the with your friend and and wherever it was at the park, and who cares what people thought about you? And then life happens, happens, doesn't it? Life happens, and we get too busy. And then friends, we want to meet up with friends, and all of a sudden, 
church is too far to travel and this happens and that happens. Oh, I'll make the prayer meeting if I can at this time. But do we remember that zeal? That zeal we had when we met Jesus Christ. And sometimes I think, you know, I, I think as I was washing those dishes at camp, what am I doing here? Why am I doing this? And God reminded me while I was at youth camp, it's me that gives you that ability. I'm the one. I'm the source of your ability, your talent. You bring that to me, and I will expand that because I want you to serve. I want you to serve and be reminded that when you're a teacher, you're serving. You're serving me. That when you're a teacher, you're an ambassador of Jesus Christ. Number two, prayer is hard work. Don't give up. Don't give up. I like what Pastor Tuck said a couple of weeks ago. Just shuffle along. Shuffle along. <laughs> Don't give up. Shuffle along. I was at a, I was doing PE with, with my class, and I said, just shuffle from that side to that side. <laughs> and they said, what's shuffle? And then I said, just shuffle. And one of the students goes, oh, oh, I know what shuffle is. Shuffle is this. <laughs> Do that. And I had 26 students doing this. But the story that Pastor Tuck brought a couple of weeks ago about the farmer, he didn't care. He was there to run the race. He just shuffled along. Don't give up in prayer, church. You may feel... Like God is not answering your prayer. Keep shuffling along. Keep shuffling along. Keep going. Don't give up. In Colossians chapter 4, the Apostle Paul tells us about his fellow worker, pastors, Epaphras. Epaphras. In Colossians 4, 12, 13. Verse 12 says this, Epaphras, who is one of you and a servant of Christ, Jesus sends his greeting. He is always wrestling in prayer for you, that you may stand firm in the will of God, mature and fully assured. Verse 13, I vouch for him that he is working hard for you and for those in Laodicea and Hierapolis. Notice the word wrestling is not casual. It is not lazy. It is not a complacent word. Have you ever wrestled? When was the last time we re-wrestled in prayer? The Bible commentators all agree on one thing about this passage. Epaphras put in the hard work of prayer. It was his chief way of loving these new believers. Don't think that he who prays for you contributes nothing to your welfare and that his prayers are merely words and voices cast into the air. It is the best part of your battles. We need the body of Christ. We need people praying for us. I remember, I remember praying for my landlord. Remember that, Penny? <laughs> I asked the Holy Spirit, give me, give me, give me something. Give me something that, that I can pray for. And the, I felt this was a bit extreme, but I felt the Holy Spirit said, take some oil and go and anoint his doorway. He's got a camera outside of his house. So he probably saw me quite a few nights walking up to his doorstep in the air. But as I did that, I just was obedient to the Holy Spirit. And I said, you know, God, God, 
salvation in the name of Jesus. I ended up speaking. I ended up sharing the gospel with them. Unfortunately, it turned into a yelling, uh, it turned into a yelling competition. <laughs> it was a big fail. <laughs> yeah, they actually ended up going to Penny saying, you know, tell Tussie not to share the gospel with me anymore. <laughs> that was a big fail. But, you know, it put me off. It put me off. And I said, I'm never going to pray for him ever again. That was my attitude. And then a couple of weeks after that, Penny said to me, you know what? I'm going to share the gospel to this lady down the road. This lady, is uh, she's a, a self-proclaimed white witch. All right. So she, she says that it's a good thing. And that she's got spells and all these other things. And I, I, um, Penny said, I feel like this is my moment to share the gospel with her. Well, that inspired me to never give up praying for people, to never give up praying for my landlord, even though he was, you know, he said some nasty words. I probably said some nasty words as well. <laughs> it didn't go down too well. But, you know, I'm not going to stop praying for him. I'm not going to stop praying for my family. I'm not going to stop praying for people that need the help of God. This is why we need the body of church, the body of Christ. Number three. Prayer helps. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 8 to 11. We don't want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about the troubles we experience in the province of Asia. We were under great pressure far beyond the ability to endure so that we despaired so that we are despaired of it, of life itself. God has delivered us from such deadly peril and he will deliver us again. On him we have set our hopes that he will continue to deliver us as you help us by your prayers. Praying for others is helping others. If you think about it, we are so limited to help others. So much in need, there's so much need in the world. But praying helps and brings God's power into the mix. This is what happens when we pray for others. This is when they're tempted into sin, we pray for them. We help them overcome. Others in desperate need. Paul seemed to think that others praying saved his own life. The church is to be salt and light in the world. Praying helps you by helping you feel God's presence when you're overwhelmed or anxious. It helps us feel that when we're, when we feel that we're, when we feel condemned like I did with my landlord, <laughs> when we pray, God takes that and he renews our strength and he gives us strength to continue to pray. Your marriage, your family, your kids, Continue to pray for them. Continue to cover them under the blood of Jesus Christ. And then number three, number four, where am I? Number four, the shout of prayer. Another biblical way to pray is to shout. Psalms 41 verse 7, Oh, clap your hands, all you peoples. Shout to God with a voice of triumph. God has gone up with a shout. The children of Israel marched around. We all know the story when the children of Israel marched around the walls of Jericho. And then the shout went up on the seventh day. I remember, just quickly, I remember working working um, at, 
express direct management. And um, I had a, a team leader, and she was Tuvaluan, but she'd just been, she'd just converted to Hinduism. And um, she was nasty. She was nasty. She, every second word was a curse word, and she pulled people down, and she, she cursed at people in the, in the sense where she was ve- wasn't very nice to work with. And um, she even, if you made a mistake, she would pull you down, and she would say all sorts of nasty things to you, thinking that that was okay. And um, I remember at home, I was praying in my bedroom, and I, I remember saying this. Uh, I remember, because I had, had, I'd had enough of her. I'd had enough of her, but I just didn't know how to approach it. You see, um, but I, had, I was praying in my bedroom, and I remember saying, Father, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke that lady's mouth. In the name of Jesus, I close her mouth. <laughs> it's a bit awkward, but thinking about it now. But in the name of Jesus, I rebuke every, you know, stupid word that comes out of that lady's mouth. And I close it in the name of Jesus. And I just, this, Jesus, that, Jesus, this. And then I left it and prayed for other stuff. And I remember going into church the next, the next morning and I had forgotten about it. I'm going into work, not church, the next morning, and I'd forgotten about it, and I was working away, lunchtime, came and had lunch, and then went back to work, and then I was, it, it just got to the afternoon, and it struck me, just struck me, this lady, no swear word whatsoever, while she was around me, she was kind, she was, I just, it struck, she was kind, she came in in the morning, she was like, oh, hi, this is this, and, Maybe, maybe around other people she wasn't, but around me, around me, she was kind. There wasn't one word, one curse word that came from her. And I remember driving home saying, thank you, Lord. God, you are amazing. But see, how often do we stop at the marching around the wall and we forget the shout? And we forget, we forget the, God, in the name of Jesus, Jesus, I pray this. I do that with my students. Sorry, you got five seconds to get here right now. Five, four, and then they're here. See, that's the type of prayer I think when this says shout. That type of authority when this says shout that God's talking about. Sometimes we get to the wall and we see the wall. And sometimes we just need to go, in the name of Jesus, I declare that. I receive that. In Jesus' name. Ooh. They marched around the wall, and then the angel of the Lord said, shout. And in unison, they shouted, and the walls came down. Just to close off with, here's some scriptures. The victory has already been decided. God has spoken. Joshua 6.20. I'm not going to read them more, but I'm just going to go through it. Uh, um, I'm just going to read a few. Joshua 6.20, the people shouted when the priests blew the trumpet. And it happened when the people heard the sound of the trumpet. And the people shouted with a great shout that the wall fell down. Sometimes in our prayers, praying is good. But then there comes that time when we need to get a bit louder. We need the shouts. We need the aggressiveness. And maybe you have been doing that. And nothing hasn't been happening. Keep praying. Keep shuffling along. Keep going. Keep, sh- keep going. And even shout when you need to. 
Jeremiah 33. Call to me. I like this one. Call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. This is Pastor Julian mentioned this last week. The call is to shout aloud, to call out aloud. Don't be timid. When we're praying for audacious prayers, don't be timid. And one more testimony. I remember when we're praying, <laughs> we're, I just got out of teacher's college and I went into a job and um, I remember we decided, I sat down with Penny and we decided to put our kids in, in uh, not to put our, we decided not to put our kids in full day um, care. We decided that Penny would look after them. And so I remember this, I remember that uh, we, we needed transport and, um, and our car was coming to the end of its life and and, and, and because we decided that Penny will look after our kids, you know, and, and take care of them, that's, this is what we prayed and this is what we felt, despite people saying, you know, you, you should, you, both of you should be working. Now this, you need to be doing that. And our family members even, we had family members say this, do that, do this. I remember I prayed and I went to God and I said, God, I need a vehicle. In Jesus' name, amen. And I recorded it down in my diary. And then, I remember my prayers got more specific. And I said, God, I thank you for this vehicle that you're going to give us that's going to serve you and serve our family in the name of Jesus. Seven months later, we got a new vehicle. God delivered on our prayers. God is able. All right, before I hand it over to Julian, I'm just going to maybe read one more. You can pray the following verses. Romans 15 in regards to prayer. Verse 13, make the God of hope fill me with all joy and peace as I trust in him so that I may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Does anyone need hope today? Well, these, this is a great verse to think about. One more, John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. If you are fearful, make this verse your declaration today over your life. In the name of Jesus.